You are listening to the Hockey Heaven Podcast. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous Forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Hey guys, welcome back for episode 13. Uh, today we're going to be covering the Central Division, or the first part of the Central Division. So the teams we're going to be covering today are Dallas, Nashville, St. Louis, Colorado. Uh, so I'm here with Ben and Zane, like always. I'm Grayson. And what, what you guys got plans for next week? We got a uh, big, you know... Boys, I got, I got big plans. I'm out of the country. Like, I'm all the way over in Rome and Italy, big cruise. Yeah, you're, you're fleeing from the police, right? I'm, 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 yeah, yeah so I'm actually a big-time big, big time felon here, boys. So <laughs> got to get my name out of here. No, no, no. Yeah, just going yeah. on a little vacation and going to go cruise around Europe for 10 days. So Can I, can I go on your, your suitcase? You know what? You can just... Yeah, you can hop in a suitcase, and Zane can you can make a deal with my girlfriend, and we'll trade off there, and we'll just uh, we'll just <laughs> yeah. do that instead. We'll have the boys on the boat, hockey hockey heaven from the cruise boat, baby. That'd I like awesome. this, but I'm pretty sure I'm the one that's going to need to be in the suitcase. Grayson, you're way too big for, for yeah, that. That's true. That's true, actually. That's yeah, true. That is yeah, good true. point. Um, well, I'm I'm actually going to be in Miami, so I won't be able to accompany you guys. Uh, ooh, Miami sounds good too. Yeah, Miami's pretty nice. Well, I'm stuck in good old fashioned Berta, so that's me. <laughs> Stuck here in the Rockies. That's what I'm doing. Um, well, with that being said, let's jump into it. We're going to start with Dallas. So uh, they had a pretty surprising year, I think, for a lot of people. Uh, or at least surprising playoff yeah. run. So um, does anybody want to start off their initial thoughts on this team? I want to say that I think they got better. Even like they're a good, yeah, for obviously sure. a good team here. But I think they actually got quite a bit better this offseason. And with I think, the free agency, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm I'm very excited to see what they do. You know, there's always the Dallas letdown. It seems where they have a good team and they don't quite get the playoffs. Well, now I think they've broken that, and uh, you know this Joe Pavelski signing is yeah that helps a lot, right? It's gonna be huge. And I know he's 35, but you know he's only got three years left, and I think he's gonna be. I mean, he's shown really no signs of slowing down, and I think this is. It's a great signing. They got Corey Perry as a depth signing. And, I mean, even if Corey Perry is not, you know, he's not the same Corey Perry of old, he's still, I think, he's going to be an effective player. And he's a guy that can, you know, you don't lose how to shoot the puck in one in one year. So, uh, I think he's still got that. And I just he's think also, he's got – go ahead. He's also that pest, right? In a, oh, in yeah. Front in presence. your face, yeah. Like, absolutely. you look at their lineup, and they don't really have, like, a, a, a net front guy. I'm trying to, like – I mean, they got they big know. bodies like Ben and, uh, I mean, Radulov likes to go in the corners and grind it out, mm-hmm. but um, Dickinson's pretty big too, but they're about, not really like net front guys like Perry is, right? So right. Yeah, how about uh, Perry and Pavelski? They were two division rivals for pretty much their entire careers. Pavelski's 35, Perry's 34. They've been in the respective teams of San Jose and Anaheim their entire careers, battling one each other, and now they're, they're teammates. Uh, do you yeah. think that's going to be like weird? Like, you know, those nah, are two guys it's... that are gritty and they will fight and they will like 
you know, try and gain every inch that they can, and I'm sure they've had their run-ins with each other. Do you guys think it'll be weird? Uh, it'll be a good story, I think. I think they'll be able to tell yeah. each other some good stories, and I, I think it'll be fine. I mean, they're both 34 and 35 years old now. They're vets, and they're going to be just fine, and I think this team's going to be dangerous. It's not even like they were, like, Team Canada teammates either. Like, these guys went at each other in Canada-USA yeah. games, I'm sure. That's true. That's a rivalry for sure. Well, I was going to say, they're probably thankful they don't have to, like, battle each other anymore. Yeah, for right? They're probably they're sick like, of it. On the, on the same side, yeah. Yeah, so... Um, I do want to kind of talk about, um, well, let's start off with, I, I want to kind of talk about some of the prospects they have, because I think they have a really underrated prospect system. I actually just want to go back to their, their last season and how they turned it around from that December. You know, everyone talks about yeah. St. Louis oh, yeah, yeah. turning well, it around. We'll start there. Yeah, let's start there. Everyone talks about St. Louis turning around, firing their coach, but how about the owner calling out Ben and Sagan and then Tyler Sagan just going on a tear crazy. to lead that team to the second round? Uh, it's not talked about too much. I know we touched on it when during our playoff podcast, but uh, that's still a pretty incredible turnaround for a team. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Did they, they they just made the Zuccarello trade too, right? Was there any other trades they made that really the, like... The Zuccarello trade where he got injured after two yeah. periods and then he was yeah. out until the playoffs. Like they kind of just did it by themselves, right? There wasn't really yeah. any yeah. any like outside help. It was more like they just kind of rallied as a team and... Uh, found a way to get in Tyler Sagan put the team on his back well yeah. I think Ben had Ben had a good year too right a decent not year. for like Jamie Ben yeah. not for, not Jamie, for ben. Jamie Ben I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember like how many points he had let me, let me check in out in his, his second his, half uh, I think he was a lot better but uh yeah after is that an ice cream truck I hear what the- <laughs> ice cream truck <laughs> 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 anyways <laughs> uh Oh, he only had 53 points last year. Yeah, not a very good year. So, no, but I think a lot of sorry, them were in the second half. <laughs> I heard that too. That's funny, so. Yeah, no, they were. Um, but yeah, 53 and 78, that's not that, That's not Jamie Benn's standards at all. He had 79 the year no. before. Um, so, but he does bring a lot more aspects. Like, he's a great leader. Um, you know, he's great in the corners. Big, strong guy. He also had a fantastic playoffs. He had 10 points in 13 games. So, uh him and yeah. Sagan really, really stepped it up in the playoffs too. But you know what? Maybe let's start there because uh, I feel like with this team, there's a couple contracts that I think could get a little sketchy if, um, you know, they don't win in the next, you know, I'll, I'll say four or five years because Jamie Ben is signed for quite a long time and forever, he's man. Not he's getting any younger, right? Jamie Ben's thirty. Uh, he's making nine and a half million dollars for the next six years, so you know that contract's gonna be over when he's thirty six. So I feel like players kind of start to slow it, slow down, thirty four, thirty five ish range, right? He's not a he's not the quickest well, guy. Well, let's um, let's talk worst case scenario here. What if his decline started last year? Like that is this, very true. Yeah. What if he yeah. hit thirty now and he is all of a sudden like. Some of these guys that hit 30, like a Milan Lucic kind of hit 30, 31, 32, and now he's he's sinking fast, right? And I, I don't think that's what the case here. Well, but that kind of happened you, with Corey Perry too, right? Right. You kind of got to take a look at it. Team. So, 
I don't think that's the case, but you know, if he comes no, back with I, another fifty-five point season, you might that might be the new norm here, which is I think I think not nine point five. He's really. gonna, I think he's gonna be okay. I think that's why. I, oh, I, I agree. Really I totally agree. That's just worst case notes. scenario. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah. I like. I especially think with the playoffs and how he played, he looked dominant. So I don't absolutely. I, I Dallas fans, I do not expect that at all. Um, you just kind of got to look at the worst case. Who scenario. knows? Maybe maybe he kind of got hurt at the start of the year and he was kind of battling through yeah. or something, and uh, you know it kind of got better in the second half and he yeah. played better. So Absolutely. that also might be uh, what happened. Uh, the other guy I kind of wanted to highlight was L- Essa Lindell. He just signed a new contract. I was, yeah, I was um, about to ask you about that. Yep. Five point eight. Uh, I know he's kind of playing that top pairing with uh, uh, Klingberg, but is he is he a guy worth that much money? Nah, no. Like, no, no. Yeah, like especially because is Heiss is Heiskin in the same shot as him? Is he a left? He's a lefty. Right? Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, left. yeah, like yeah. Heiskin could take a spot and be so much cheaper. Like, and I, yeah, I, no, I I agree. It's too much. It's too much because yeah. Heiskin is going to slide into that number one D probably this year. Well, and all of a sudden you're paying a second. Like, guy. Let's let's go over the lineup here. So because it, it's kind of interesting with like with. The defense, it looks like Lindell, Klingberg, Heiskin, Polak, Oleksiak, and Sakara. So yeah. it's like, do you really want Lindell or Heiskin playing with Klingberg? Because they're both very offensive guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Or do you put, is Heiskin in the first pairing and you move Klingberg down? At, but then you don't really have a right-handed shot to put there. It, it, yeah. it kind of, it's rough, right? So You might have to bite the bullet and go with the offensive pair, honestly. Yeah, well, one of the one of the things that I was talking about or I, I thought of to try to improve this team is that right hand depth after Klingberg, right? Like you got Polak Sakara. Uh, it will be interesting to see how Sakara plays this year because uh, he was hurt with that blown Achilles. But yeah, you know, That's if he can step back. up, he's been out basically the last two years, actually. Yeah, yeah. Like if he much. can step up, maybe that's a great. That might be a great pairing with Heisken. Zane, um, did you go get an ice cream, buddy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, definitely got a nice little Oreo ice cream right here. Uh, <laughs> Better than long. chips. Better than chips. <laughs> Better yeah, than as chips, long as so. I don't hear you munch on it, we're fine. A little more quiet. <laughs> yeah. No. Well, one um, contract I want to talk about. I don't know if you're done, Grayson. Continue. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. One contract I want to talk about is Joe Pavelski. And, and this is a three-year deal that comes into play when the expansion draft is going to happen. And it looks like... Dallas was smart enough to give him a no movement clause in the first two years, but a three-team no trade clause in the final year, which means he doesn't have to be protected in the expansion yeah. draft. So it's a great move by them. Yeah, great move on them, and and good on Joe for to, you know taking that three-team no trade clause instead of a full no movement clause. Yeah, um, another contract we could talk about too is Martin Hansel. Uh, does anybody know what the hell is going on with that guy? Is he hurt? Like, is he? He has been. For the last couple of years, he's been a story. Ever since he got traded from to the to the Wild, was it? Yeah, I, I think, think it was the right from yeah. Arizona to the from Wild. Arizona to the Wild, yeah. And, and he just kind of sank. signed with Dallas, right? Yeah, he's just been a ghost. Yeah, I think he's just been hurt. Like, because uh, yeah. I've seen a couple places they have him on the LTIR, and then on cap friendly, he's not. He's on the actual roster. So, um, but his cap hit is four point seven five. They only have nine hundred seventy k. Um, they have 22 contracts, so, I mean, they need one more guy. They don't have very much cap space though. So if like, that might be a, a contract they could move and, you know, free up some cap space and maybe help their, that, that 
that uh, right side defense um, if it doesn't shape up uh, throughout the year. Like, I don't think they make any moves at the start of the year here, but uh, there's definitely room to improve this roster uh, as the season goes on, right? I'm I'm yeah, so curious. Why is guys though? Yeah, it's true. Why is Hansel paid like that much? He's had a career high of like forty. Yeah, points. I don't know that. That was kind of like like the old um, Kevin Hayes contract. It was like, what yeah. the hell is that? You know what I mean? When and they like, signed it, it was it was just ridiculous. In 2016, 2017, he played 20 games. Two years ago, he played 38 games. And last year, he played yeah. seven. Just like, always hurt. Yep. Yeah. Goodness. But he's like he was kind of that guy where it was uh, like he brings the intangibles, right? Like he was good in face right, off. He was good yeah. in his own end. And he was like, yeah. that's, that's kind of what he was getting paid for. So, um, but he's he. I don't think he's ever been the fastest guy. And... If he can't, he's big and he can't stay healthy, like, yeah, I, I don't see a future that's for a, him. So. That's a good way to get yourself out of the NHL pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, I do want to talk about um, some of the prospects. I know I kind of bled with that just because I I think Dallas is one of my favorite teams uh, in terms of where they are right now because I look at a lot of their contracts and I actually like um, I like their, their top end. Like, I like Radulov, I like Ben, I like Sagan. And I really liked the Pavelski signing. I thought that was great. Um, and then they have a couple, you know, younger guys that are playing well. Uh, Rupe Hintz comes to mind, right? Like, he played fantastic last year. Uh, and it was really noticeable in the playoffs. And then Jason Dickinson played well in the playoffs, too. Um, and then when you look through their prospects, I mean, Dennis Gurianov probably takes a step forward this year, right? Like, you'd expect him to. Um, I hope so. Y- yeah, you would hope so, right? So... Uh, they drafted a guy, Ty Delandria, who is probably going to be a fantastic third line center for them behind Hints and uh, Sagan. Maybe even, maybe even you know that two, that two three punch with Hints and Delandria, they can like kind of swap roles. Um, they got a lot of goaltending depth coming. You know, Jake Ottinger and Colton Point, both guys, you know, seem to be elite prospects. So in terms of um, the goaltending position, so there's that. Uh, Hold on, going back to Gurianov. Uh, yeah, you know. He was touted as a like the next Kucherov, basically, and now he's 22 years old. It was a boomer bust kind of pick uh, at the I think it was the 10th spot, but you know he's 22 now. So Kucherov broke out, and I think it was around that age, uh, if I'm not mistaken. And and we might see the same thing from Denis Gurianov. He might just absolutely jump out of nowhere. Uh, and be a real contributor for the Stars. Well, he's expected to play in the second line, right? Their their forward lineup is Ben Sagan-Bavelski, Gurianov, Hintz, Radulov, Dickinson, Fasca, Perry, Cogliano, Yambar, Como, right? So, um, yeah, like, I really like that. They have a lot of depth there. Uh, they have a mix of, like, young guys and old guys now. Yeah, I feel like it's, it's really good, right? Like, I think the one thing with this team that really scares me is I hope, I really hope they don't, jeopardize a lot of the young guys and by jeopardize i mean trade them away to try to like make you know win now because i really think they have a pretty big window to i think this is a playoff team i don't i don't oh yeah there's no like i i'll I'll be honest i think this is the top five team in the nhl for me so wow um, wow wow, okay yeah so like i really hope they don't trade guys like delandria um you know, like a Jason Robertson, any other goaltending prospects. Maybe they could trade one of them, uh, but not both of them. Uh, and then, like, the guy they drafted this year, Thomas Harley, who I thought was, you know, he's got a lot of potential to be a Thomas Shabbat-type player. Like, 
they have a lot of the good, good young talent on this team coming up. And when you already look at in their roster, like they got a guy like Heiskanen, right? And Rupi Hintz is playing well. I just said Jason Dickinson. Like, there's a lot to like about this team and their future. So, um, we're not even talking. Tyler Sagan's only 27. That's he's he's still got a lot of time left, and he's an elite, uh, elite, elite player in this league. And then you got Jamie Ben, who's a great leader. Pavelski, another great leader. There's a lot of tools and a lot of uh, mentors for these young guys to develop, right? So, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of Dallas. I I really I really like their team. They're one of my I'm going to be watching them closely this next year, for sure. I'm going to ask a very debatable question here. Sure. Who's better, Miro Heiskanen or Rasmus Dahlin? Ooh. Oh, man. Like currently, I'm going talking... to say Dahlin. I'm going to say Dahlin. Yeah, um, I'll go Dahlin as well. I'm saying I can Heiskanen. See, I can see the Heiskanen point. Um, I just think Heiskanen's a year older, so, and they were, they're very close, so I'd probably rather the younger guy. Um, I also think that Dolan's team isn't as good. So we haven't really seen what Dolan can do at a full, like Dolan had a pretty good year last year and terrible team. Yeah. Pretty terrible team. I know they went on a little run there, but, um, yeah, that, that team is not good. So, um, I'm still going to say Dolan, but I think it's very close. Like is that going to be the new, you know, Matthews versus Line A debated defenseman? Really? Yeah, I, I could see it being like the new, like, Hedman, Doughty, you know, like, I know th- those yeah, two are very, very similar. Well. They're very similar kind of players where they, you know, they're physical, they can skate, they can handle the puck, they can shoot. Um, and I think both these kids can do that. I don't know if they're quite as physical as those two guys, but... Um, I don't think so either, yeah, but they're definitely but they're, a lot more skilled than the other guys, yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe more like... A, I guess there's nobody who's really on Carlson's level of defense, is there? Maybe like, offensive mm, capabilities. Maybe like Burns, Carlson? <laughs> they play on the same team, but... Maybe, you know maybe what I mean? Shabbat soon. Yeah, Shabbat maybe. Carlson. But uh, I, I think, I know, think the young defenseman... Is definitely... A, a great, you know, who's going to be better? Story. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, for sure. I think the young defensemen in this league are super exciting. Yeah, Quinn Hughes, oh, yeah. McCarr, Dolan. Like, I don't think the league has seen this level of defense, uh, like young defensive talent, for a long time. Yeah, we've had a lot of forwards, you know, recently with Matthews and Marner yeah. and, and Liney and those guys. It's, and it's the time McDade of the defense. And yeah. now it's now, yeah. This, there's uh, there's some defense there as well. Be fun yeah. to watch. Like, yeah, even we, we mentioned Shabbat. There's. Uh, Trying to think about anybody else. Shabbat. Evan Bouchard, probably. Bouchard's Bullquist. coming. Bullquist. Uh... Bowen Byram. Can't forget him. Yeah, yeah he no, just got absolutely. drafted. I, I'm feel, I feel like I'm, we're forgetting somebody really <clears throat> obvious, though. Ole Ulevi, baby. <laughs> Ole Ulevi. Who did I say? McCarr Hughes. Uh, yeah, he fits Tyson right up Dolan, there in those, in those <laughs> You're probably missing Sergachev. Sergeyev, yeah, he's he's missing off a roster. That's that's for sure. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, all right, well, let's move on. Is there anything else you want to talk about Dallas? Very excited to watch this year. Yeah, super excited. Maybe the, would you want to touch on their goaltending? We didn't really talk about their goaltending at all. All right, there. What's to talk about? They're probably the best tandem in the league now that uh, Laner's off to the yeah. Hawks. Yep. Well. That's kind of what I want to talk about because Bishop is 32 and Kodobin is 33. So 
Um, next year, Kudobin is a UFA. Bishop's got four years left in his deal. Is the plan, do you think, just ride out Bishop, let Kudobin leave, and then hopefully replace them with one of Ottinger and uh, Colton Point? I think that is exactly the plan, yep. Okay. And I think Which good, I think is respectable. Yeah, yeah it's respectable. So, um, Yeah, because they're paying, they're paying Kudobin 2.5, which yeah, is pretty he, expensive in terms of... He's gone. He's gone. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's cool. Uh, yeah, Dallas fans, be excited, because I'm Absolutely. excited, and I... Uh, you know it's, what? That's it's awesome though for the NHL too, because Dallas oh, is one yeah. of those teams in the states where it's kind of like they're in a part of the states where hockey is football really that town. Big. Like it's football town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there could be another team there with Houston, right? So um, if Dallas starts playing well and gets a lot of excitement, maybe there's more excitement in Houston, which brings another big market team into the NHL and helps grow the sport, right? So, and that would also be an awesome rivalry, Dallas and Houston. Like, come on, that would oh, be yeah. that'd be sick. So. Uh, it'd be like the Cowboys Texans. So yes. All right. Well, let's move on to the. Uh, I believe we're doing the Brad Nashville Baby. Predators yeah. next. Yeah, that's the one we have next. Um, so they had a pretty. Uh, we just talked about the Stars. They kind of upset them in the first round here. Kind of had a disappointing end of the season, and uh, yeah, made a big signing in the offseason. Got Matt Duchesne. Now they only have two point three million in cap space. They got twenty three NHL contracts signed, so they don't really need to sign anybody else. That's not the big signing I thought you were gonna say. What was the big signing? The oh, seven year Colton twenty Sissons? million dollar yeah, Colton Sissons deal. Oh, God. <laughs> I was I mean, insane. Yeah, I, 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 we haven't seen that for a long time. Yeah. We haven't seen that since Cal Yarncroc. Yeah. The Predators like that, <laughs> the eh? pre- Yeah, they like their, Matt they like their is great guys. signing. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I was just in the back of my, it was fresh in my mind because it just recently happened with Colton Simmons. Yeah. Yeah. That contract takes him to 32. What do you think about that? It's just, like, it's just dumb. I don't, I, the, I, which, I know it's wait, wait, low one? money. The Sissons one, sorry. Are we talking oh, Sissons or talking yeah, Duchesne? Okay. Yeah, okay. Sissons. Sissons. Yeah, Sissons. 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 I just dumb. You yeah. know, like, you don't sign a guy, a depth guy like that for seven years, do you? Like, is that really a smart no. idea? No. I don't care if it's low. Like it's great low cap hit, sure. Well, but look at it this way, right? You're paying your fourth. You're even even in terms of cap hit. You're paying your fourth line center three million dollars a year for the next seven years. I know, right? Is he your? He's your third line center. Is he not? No, they got Benino. Benino. So maybe they think. <sighs> so maybe they think Benino plays the next two seasons, right? He's got a four point one million cap hit. Plays he comes off. That's line. it. And then Sissons moves up. And plays a, a, and then he becomes their third I, line center. I guess, man. I guess. Yeah, I think Benino's their fourth line center <clears throat> now. You think so? I think Benino's better than Sissons. Yeah, though, isn't I he? think I think Benino's better than Sissons too. Well, this is the lineup that I have. Okay, they, let's, they, let's, let's talk about that. You know what? For the first time in a very very long time, the Nashville Predators have a very deep center core. Yes, yeah, they have. Yes, they well, have. Well, let's talk about the let's talk about the lineup here. Let's let's go over it. So they got Forsberg, Johansson, Arvidsson, Granlin, Duchesne, Turris, Yarncroc, Benito, Smith, Grimaldi, Sissons, Watson, and then on defense they have Yossi Ellis, Ekholm, Fabro, Hamhus, Santini, and Annette, they have Rene and Saros. So um, yeah, we're talking their their uh, forward depth. We did like Turris is a center and he's playing. I have him playing wing. So. Um, which also, like, what do, what do you guys think is happening with Turris, right? He's making $6 million for the next five years. 
the guy had what how many points did he have like 30 to 40 right yeah so it wasn't that, great yeah it wasn't great it wasn't a great year for him so um oh i take it back he had 23 points yeesh that is he only played 55 games he was hurt a little bit but uh and then he goes to team canada at the world cup and gets 10 points in 10 games <laughs> <laughs> so is this just is this just a classic like bad fit for the player is it that might what this be. is? It might be. He might be a trade guy, honestly. And they have so many centers, they don't they don't really need him. Yeah, and I think um, maybe they try to move Turris and re-sign Granlund. Because Granlund's yes. a UFA at the end of the year. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about that, because they actually have a whole bunch of UFAs next year. They have um, Mikhail Granlund, Craig Smith, Austin Watson, Mika Salamaki, Frederick Goudreau, Roman Yossi, Dan Hamhuis, Yannick Weber, and Matt Irwin. So there's... Uh, Two big names there, I think. There's Mikhail Granlund, and there's Roman Yossi, who uh, you probably need to resign, right? Yeah, you definitely got to resign uh, Yossi. Yeah. How um, much is he getting? Nine, ten? Yeah, yeah yikes! Big, right? I don't big pay raise for four million. I I would have a hard time paying him over eight. Really? Yeah, you're, I don't. No, imagine you're the National Predators, your team captain, the you know the heart and soul of your defense. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but he you're survived. In Nashville. They have Ryan Suter, Shea right? Weber, PK Subban. He is the last one of the last you know top defensemen <laughs> yeah. standing on this roster. You're gonna not pay him, and you're gonna let him walk just like the other four defensemen. Uh, so I the bet guy he, had so I the guy had points, but you know what I mean. I bet he the gets guy nine had million fifty-six stays. points. Um, which is you think that fifty-six um, points amazing. is worth nine million? Yeah, I agree. That's well, really what good. A, what, what is that? Truba top ten in defenseman? Like, look at look at the Truba contract. I just have a hard time dishing out that much money for a D man. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that might just be a fundamental like uh, like for me in terms of how I, I I look at building rosters. But um, I mean, if if that's what's gonna take to keep him, you gotta keep him, right? So yeah. you, I, you I guess gotta pay the man here. He's I would I would start at eight million. million. Ninth in defenseman points. <clears throat> yeah, uh, he's probably getting. So what's his comparables? Million. Like, what are the what are the comparables? What what other guys are there that are making uh, that have that much points? What are they making right now? Well, if you look at Truba, uh, the contract he just signed, I think that's pretty pretty close, right? He I signed for eight, right? Yeah, and I think probably Yossi's a little bit a little bit better, better. than him. Yeah, so Truba nine. is probably the comparison right now. So maybe eight two five, uh, but the cap's gonna go eight, up. Eight five, yeah. Trooper's also younger, twenty five. That's true. Ro- Ro- Yossi's twenty nine. He's getting eight he gets, years. I bet he gets nine million because of he's gonna be a UFA. Well, we thought Duchesne was gonna get more, but it's Nashville, right? Like you gotta think of the taxes. Like eight million in Nashville is That's a true. lot more than. Um, like eight million in in like New York or eight million in, you know what John, I mean? John Carlson makes nine million, right? Yes. I don't know how much John Carlson makes. That's yeah, a good he question. makes nine million, and Yossi's almost halfway between points wise, um, Carlson and and Truba. So between nine and eight, eight and a half, I think, is the number we're looking at here. All right. Yeah, I would I would live with that. It's just nine is pretty terrifying for me. Uh, when you're paying a defenseman nine million dollars, you like, have he's scars of be... PK Subban though. So <laughs> yeah, the uh, PK is yikes. Um, yeah, I, I. You're giving all that money. Uh, they only have two point three million in cap space to, uh... too, right? So they're they're gonna. That's a that's a four or a 
math here. Four and a half million if we're doing the 8.5, right, to increase there. So who are they shedding? They get rid of Craig Smith's 4.225 yep. next year. Um, and then if they move Cal Turris, that's, that's like 10 million off. And they re-sign Granlund for more. Like what's Granlund getting next year? Is he like a six, six probably or seven guy? Probably closer to six, six five. What is what is what is his points? Let's let's check his points here. So he's, he's uh, forty nine. He's like a fifty five point, <clears throat> fifty five to sixty point guy. Yeah, so it's probably he had, getting... had sixty nine, sixty seven, and then he went up to, uh, then he went down to fifty five. So uh, probably getting he... six five. Yeah, six five. Okay. So. I'm just trying to think here. Like this roster could go in so many different ways, right? Yeah, they they're gonna have some work to do in free agency next year with re-signing and all that. It's gonna be interesting to see. What do we think of Dante that. Fabro and Eli Tovinen? Are they are they both for real? Um, like, cause Tovinen's kind of had that like he's been an elite prospect, he's been an elite prospect, but he just hasn't been able to break through, right? And yeah, Fabro looked good last year. Like, Fabro looks good, but he, you know, it's a small sample size. So he's expected to fill Subban's shoes, which is that's a <laughs> like, that's a high big ass. ass. Yep. Right. So um, I, I actually like Fabro more, and I think he's going to be more capable. I think he's a good defenseman. I'm just, I don't know if I'm that sold on Tolvanen. And yeah. I, like, I have him in my fantasy team, so Uh-oh. <laughs> that's that's saying something. But um, he's. He's an interesting one for me. Like he just puzzles me. I don't know if I I don't know about him. Maybe maybe he can jump in and fill the, if they move Torres, he can fill that spot, right? Granlin, Tujane, Tolvanen. Maybe that maybe that's maybe that's the solution to get rid of that. Yeah, yeah. Like that sounds doable. Um, I liked their draft last year though. They got Philip Tomasino, Anafansiev, and uh, Campbell, who are all three like great players. So. I mean, they kind of like after Tolvanen and Fabro, their their um their prospect depth was pretty like dry. Mm-hmm. But those three names, I think, are great for them. Uh, Tomasino, I think, was a I had him like 16th, and they got him in I think 23rd was it? So I feel like this uh, team is really shifted from like being a strong defense heavy team to just yeah a, yes. like a fully depth forward roster. Yeah, uh, they have a lot of depth now. It's true, they do. They like they have. You used to think of their the top line. Like they used to just have now. that first line with Forsberg, Johansson, and Arvidsson, right? And then after that, it was like, we don't really have much. Here are mm-hmm. all the people that can play center for the National Predators. Ryan Johansson, Matt Duchesne, Kyle Turris, Michael Granlund, Craig Smith, Nick Benino, Colton Sissons, Kyle Yarncroft, Frederick Cadreau. That's a lot That's of a people long that can play center. Yeah. Yeah. The, this team... Do we, do we think they're like... Has definitely shifted. Do we think they're like a, a standout contender? Like this is like one of the teams that's just got to be a favorite. Like, if, are we putting them in the top five? No, are we because of the goaltending? I don't really know. goaltending. Okay, that, that worries there? me. That worries okay. me. So they got Pekarene at five million for the next two years. He's thirty six, mm-hmm. and they got UC Saros at one point five for the next two years, and he's twenty four. So, um, is it that is it the is it Rene that's worrying you? It's Rene. And... It's Rene that worries me, man. Okay. So I look at it in a little bit of a different way. I actually think, um, I think Rene, yeah, kind of worries me, 
But I actually have a lot more faith in Saros. And I think he's, if Rene falters, I think the kid is probably ready to step in and play pretty well. Yeah. So their goaltending situation doesn't worry me too much because I think, yeah, Rene probably probably is due to fall off here and he hasn't been playing like, you know, like Rene usually would. But I think Saros is ready to jump in and, and can hold the forward if, you know, it starts to crumble. Is he is his size going to be an issue when he's a full time starting goalie? It may it may be, but the kid moves so well. He's so athletic. He reads yeah. the play and he makes yeah he's he makes some pretty athletic saves. So, um, like you always you always worry with smaller goaltenders, but like, um, I don't know when I watch him play, I actually think of Grubauer a lot. He okay. reminds me a lot of, a lot of Grubauer, and Grubauer is, I think he's a little smaller than Grubauer, but yeah, he is. um he's. Like Grubauer is not the biggest guy either, and he's he looked fantastic in the playoffs last year, right? Yeah. Um. Now I think Saros is only five eleven. Like, yeah, he's five eleven, which is pretty small. But uh, yeah, I don't know. There's something about him. I watch him play. Like at every level, he's played really well, and mm-hmm. uh, he's true. won big games. He won the he won the World Junior Medal with uh, Finland a couple years ago, and yeah, I got faith in him. I think he's gonna do well. Fair enough. Uh, is he the future starter of the Nashville Predators, though? Oh yeah, for sure. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, like I, I honestly believe he could be the starter this year. Like as soon as Rene, uh, as soon as Rene starts to look like he's, like, I, I think it could be like a 40-40 split. You know what I mean? 42-42, 50-30 kind of thing. Yeah, sure. that takes some work off of a thirty-six year old, which is <clears> yeah. Really like I think we're gonna useful. see, I think we're gonna see Saros play a lot of games this year. Like I think that's the plan. Um, yeah, because he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't played more than what, like twenty five ish. Yeah, because no, he well, played thirty. Yeah. He played thirty he pl- this year. He played thirty. Okay. Oh, he did he? Well, we're talking about like Caprilave too to sign guys like uh, Yossi and them. And I mean, after this year, uh, Rene only has one year left. That contract might be a little bit easier to move, and or just buy out. Maybe. S- or buyout, and Saros becomes the uh, the starter, right? So I think this year we're going to see is going to be a really transitional year for the Preds and Net. Yeah. And I think, yeah, I think Saros is going to, like, this is his chance. It's kind of like, um, I think it's going to be very similar to Riddick last year with the Flames, where, okay. you know, like, it kind of went like Smith played well, and then he kind of, like, faltered for a game, and then it was Riddick's turn, and then he played, like, five or six game, and then he had a bad game, so then... Smith went back in that. You know what I mean? Like they kind yeah, of gonna I could play the hot hand. I could definitely the hot see hand. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so and it, it makes sense, right? Like Smith yes. is an older guy. Yeah. Like I think it's gonna be a very similar situation. As a goalie, though, um, is that like? It's hard uh, to do. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah, bet, yeah it's bet. very hard to do, right? Because you just start to get in your groove. You have one bad game. The coach puts the other guy in, and that's that's also taxing mentally too, right? Like I can't have a bad game because I don't want to lose my net. I want right. to keep playing. Yeah, that's tough. You know, it, it's tough. So. Um, it might also be good for his development to get some mental, develop some mental toughness. Um, but yeah, I, I have all the faith in, in Saros. I think he's going to be a, a really good, a really good goalie moving forward. I think he's going to be fun to watch because he's athletic, right? I think, uh, sometimes some goalies, I, I hate to say it, but sometimes watching goalies, it's like watching paint dry because they just play like, so, <laughs> you know, like, like a guy like, um, like Devin Dubnik, where we can mm-hmm. talk about, mm-hmm. uh, next episode, but, um, you know, he doesn't really make all those spectacular saves besides that one of McDavid he made oh, in the uh, all-star game. But, unless you're on uh, a breakaway because he's diving <laughs> out to get you. 
Yeah, but um, you know he plays very positional. He's a big guy, but Saros he's gonna be sliding all over the place making these saves. So I think he's gonna be fun to watch. All right. Well, I, anything else with the Predators? Do we have anything? Um, um, do you think we're gonna miss PK Subban? No, I think it's nah, gonna benefit them. I don't think they miss him. <laughs> I think they're gonna be better without him. I'm sorry. I'm. I don't like, especially for how they were built. PK was like offensive, not very good in his own zone, pinches all the time, gets caught all the time, falls all over the place, not very strong in front of the net. Yeah. And then But still they're built up 50 for like, points and Yeah. No, he's, there's yeah. no denying his offensive abilities. The the guy can put up points. There's, he's a great offensive defenseman. I'm not going to argue that at all, but uh for how the Predators were built, where they were like let's play, especially with like their coach, very defensive minded, let's play uh on our own zone and then counterattack and like you know, um, yeah, like defend the net. Uh, they, that's not really PK's game. So um, it's be interesting to see if Fabro can play a little bit better. Uh, he's more like a transitional guy, I think. Uh, so I think their their defense really took a shift, right? Like you were talking about Suter, uh, Weber, and all these guys, and now they're very more like let's skate it up, let's pass and move the puck up to our forwards because now we have this forward depth. Um, so we're going to be able to trust our forwards more to score. I think the one outlier there is maybe Ekholm, but he's still a decent skater, um, and he can move the puck. So I just have questions about their their third pairing, Ham Houston Santini. I don't know if I really like that a whole lot. I think that's the area they could improve too, especially because they already improved their forward depth. Agreed. Yeah. All right. Well, with that Predators. said, that's the National Predators. So let's go to St. Louis, the defending Stanley Cup champions, the St. Louis Blues. Oh, Gloria. Congratulations. Congratulations. You finally did it. You ended yeah, the drought. That's awesome. You've also successfully placed the Toronto Maple Leafs as the longest drought in the NHL now. Thank Yay. you. Thank, thank you for that. Thank, thank you. you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you for beating Boston. Yes. Yeah, thank God. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not even just the Bruins. It's like the whole Boston sports have just been winning everything for the last like, 10 years. So, like, <laughs> can you guys just chill out over there? Like, I'm supposed to hate you. Like, just chill out. It's about um, time someone gave it to them. All right. Well, let's just go over some guys that have to re-sign this year next year, and then I'm going to do the lineup. Uh, and I think we can take it away from there. So, guys they have to re-sign this year is Ivan Barbashev and Joel Edmondson. Still, and then next year, uh, Braden Shen, Robbie Fabry, Samuel Blaze, Mackenzie McCarran, Alex Petrangelo, who's a big name, Jay Bomeister, Vince Dunn, and Derek Pouliot. All need contracts. So, this is kind of the last year where this year coming up, I believe, where they're going to have the whole band together still. Well, most of the band for um, like at the same cap hits for another run here, right? Yeah, they, they have a chance to repeat. You know, it's yeah, the same yeah, roster, it's the same team. They have a chance to win it again, for sure. And I, I don't think anyone going into the season, even with the O'Reilly trade, saw them as the true contender for the Cup. But, and especially after their start, that definitely went away. And, you know, for them to rally back and, and do what they did was just absolutely amazing. Yeah, well, they still have $5 million in cat space, so... Um, like I know Patrick Maroon was a guy they had. Maybe he can come back on another like cheaper, cheaper mm-hmm. deal short term. Just because you know he's yeah, a St. Louis guy, so that is, that is kind of tough. He he was pretty um, solid in the playoffs. 
I might say something a little outrageous here. Oh boy! But I think this could be the That's new. Christmas turn now. Yeah. This could be the new. Well, it's 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 not that outrageous, but I think this could be the new Pittsburgh Penguin, Chicago Blackhawks. Like I think they can win what? two or three in a row. Like Ooh. I could and... see two. I could see this year. I could see them repeating. If it all depends on with the goaltending, which we'll talk and about. But this is where this is where my outlandish claim may may come. I think they get better as time goes on as they so i think after two years this team gets a lot a lot better because of their prospects coming up um with jordan Cairo, dominic bach uh clem costin they just traded for andreas borgman who can uh step in play some defense at a cheaper some cheaper at a cheaper contract oh they have tons of goaltending depth they have villa huso cool nellis evan fitzpatrick uh, they just drafted another center, Nikita Alexandrov. I really like one of their guys. They're a younger winger they have, Alexei Torpachenko, who played for Guelph this year. He looked fantastic. Uh, had a hat trick in the Memorial Cup, so that was pretty sick. Um, so the big question is for yeah, me with this don't team. Don't forget their cup winner, Jordan Bennington. I know you're oh, talking yeah, about yeah. prospects. Yeah. But... Well, I was going to get there. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the, the forwards. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work my way all down, right, though. Right, um, right. So the big name on forwards that I that we just mentioned who needs to be re-signed is Brain Shen. So, um, do we think that's a guy that you is worth keeping, or do we think that that's a guy? Yes, I think you he's let worth go? keeping. No, I think he's worth keeping. I like I like Shen. I think he's a heart and soul player, and I think he's uh, definitely worth the money. So I, I mentioned this because we're talking about their lineup. They have uh, or their young guys. They have a guy named Robert Thomas who looks very good. Yes, he is a natural centerman. Um, O'Reilly is one of their centers. Shen play, likes to play center. That leaves Thomas kind of in this third hole, which he might be better than that, right? He might be a yeah, second line center. Probably well, they still have yes. Bozak as well. And yeah, they have Bozak. So that's why I'm I'm asking the question: Is Shen worth a guy? Because they're also they need to pay Petrangelo, who we can all agree they can't like he can't go yeah, anywhere, right? No, he needs yeah, to be resigned. Yeah. So, um, is that a guy worth keeping around? Maybe you transition him to the wing and let a guy like... or you somehow move on from Bozak. Like you somehow get him out of there. That'd be unfortunate, but yeah, it's probably the best thing to do at this point. This is why I'm... Like, there's there's a couple different directions here. So I actually have a couple problem contracts in quotations um, because they're not that bad, except for one of them. It's pretty bad. But, uh, which is Jake Allen. I, I was... I think Jake Allen's pretty Jake bad. Al- Jake Allen's is bad for sure. You're not. You don't want to pay four and a half for a backup goalie for the next two years. He's right? not that good either. <laughs> oh, no, he's pretty inconsistent, yeah, and that's that, not what you want in a backup goalie. That's no true. consistency. So I think that's pretty bad. Uh, the other guy I had was Alex Steen. Uh, he's a fourth liner now, making five point seven five for the next two yikes. years. Yikes! That's yikes all over it. The other guy I have highlighted, uh, who might be a little bit. This might be pushing it a little bit but i have david perron uh three years at four million just because contract no i agree i think he's a good player and he played really well in the playoffs last year but the only reason i highlight david perron is because um and i'm talking like i think he stays this year i'm talking like the next year um you got a guy named jordan kairu who's a right winger you already have vlad tarasenko perron plays the right side um and I think he can play the left side too, which yeah, might... he definitely could play the left. Yeah, so that might help him. 
Um, but, you know, if you want Kairu to come into the lineup, you need there's going to be some space being made for him, right? And I think yeah. he's if he's not playing in the top two lines, then he's what are you doing with him, right? Right. So, yeah. Um, there's a couple different options this team can go. They can they can get they can move on from Shen and replace him the centers uh, with Thomas O'Reilly. Or they can move Shen to the left wing, or they can move Perron to left wing um, and make room for uh, Kairou coming. They also have they, like they have two other wingers too. They have Dominic Bach and Clem Costin. So their their top six might be a little crowded here in the next two years. With I mean Schwartz's contract comes up in two years. He's making five point three. Um, yeah, so Schwartz, Shen, and, and Perron are the three guys where you need to make a decision, right? I think that uh, maybe you can keep two of them, but mm-hmm. you can't keep all three, so one of those guys has to go. Yeah, I so, agree. So, honestly, in my opinion, I would lo- I would way rather keep Schwartz and Shen than Perron. Probably, that's probably correct. Especially I don't, I don't know. Perron's 31, right? He's the oldest out of that, so it's kind of the easy yeah, choice. that's what I was thinking too. And it depends what... Shen's gonna want in the open market because um, I think he waits till he gets there. Like I don't think he's gonna resign. But, no, yeah. Um, I think you wait and see what happens with Shen, and then you make your decision on Perron. Yeah, yeah basically at fifteen million dollars to sh- like you still need to shell out with Steen, Bozak, and and Allen's contracts. So yeah, yeah, that will open up some room and maybe let them you know pay Petrangelo and maybe uh, maybe Shen as well. Yeah. You're going to have to pay Vince Dunn here, too, is, like, one of the low-key gems on this team who's not talked about enough. He's one of the he's one of the reasons they won the Cup. Um, one of the main reasons, I think. He was probably one of their best defensemen down the, down the stretch there. Mm-hmm. And when he got hurt um, in that Boston series for a couple games, I think it was Boston? Or was it San Jose? One of those two series... Um, you could really tell their play like dipped a little. I think it was San Jose. He took a puck in the face. Yeah, mm. and then he left for a couple games. Yeah. And San Jose kind of won two. I think it was two in a row. Um, and then he came back and played a lot better. But um, they they're gonna need to make room to pay for him. Like, what's Petrangelo getting? He's probably he's he's making six five right now. Do you think Did he makes ten? Do you think he gets to the double digits? You're paying Petrangelo, te- bro. <laughs> no way. I, I mean, again, he, I, I don't think I'd go any higher than eight. Do you eight and a half? What, what, like, how many points? Like, what's his point totals? Right? You, He's not a 50, 50 point guy. He's a yeah forty. Oh, I guess he. You know what? He is close. Pretty close. He's to 50, pretty close. To 50 to 50 the last 50, couple yeah. seasons. Yeah, he is more of a fifty point guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, here <laughs> well, we go again. Right? This is this is Roman Yossi all over again. I would pay him eight five. Then that's what I'm paying him. I if you're gonna fifty point guy, that's what, what if I'd they win the cup this year? Him. Again? Then you got to pay him ten. Oh boy! I'll pay him nine. <laughs> I, I I can't pay that guy ten million dollars. They win the cup two times in a row. You pay the captain ten million dollars. That that I don't seems, know. Like I don't think you. I don't like think you can win. I don't think you can win the cup paying guys ten million dollars. Like I think no, you lose. can't. But then it turns into you know a Chicago situation where you let your guys ride out in the sunset because they. You won your cups. Yeah, 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 Zane. But this is what I'm talking about. I don't think this team needs to go into that situation because they have a lot of solutions yeah. in their prospect pool, so they can be good for like their window here is is long. Their goalie is young. They're they got elite some elite guys in their system. Um, they still like their roster is average. 
they got a couple older guys, but they're not the key guys in their team. You now know, let's Riley's still 28. Say, let's Harry just say Sanko he wants money. How much money? $10 million. Like He's like, take it or leave it? That's what yeah. you're saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a tough one. I mean, I guess you... You gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it, but... Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's rough. I don't know. I, I would have a really hard time doing that. I, I hope he's not like that. You know, he's a great defenseman, and I... You know, if he takes a... Would you say nine million or maybe you trade him? Oh, maybe maybe uh, Perenko is ready to play the top minutes on the right side. Um, yeah, and he's not gonna, ready he's to not be gonna captain. do that though. Like, no, I don't. I, don't think, I think he likes that. it there. Like, I think he was willing to take a... then become the captain, leading everyone into Tim Hortons. Maybe <laughs> he, I totally forgot about that. He's the guy that drove into a Tim Hortons. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like there, this team there's a lot of, like of directions they can go. Um, like I don't think he let Petrangelo walk, but ten million dollars is a big ass for that guy. Yeah. Um, especially because he looked like he struggled a couple times in this. Like I think the best defenseman on the um, Blues was Paranko in the playoffs. Yeah, probably. for me personally. Um, it wasn't Petrangelo, so to get to pay him ten million is a big ass for me. Like again, I would eight and a half. I think that's more than generous. And we well, can start talking to him now. That's for sure. I think yeah. to give him eight years, eight and a half when he's, he's going to be 30. So I think you give him the eight years when he's 30 and say, there you go, dude. Like that's right. That's your ride off in the sunset right there. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a massive contract for a 30 year old. So, um, yeah, but we also, maybe the cap goes up. We don't really know what's going to happen. Right. So, yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, this team has a lot of creative ways where they can make they can make uh, cap room for themselves. They have some players they can move. Uh, the one contract I think that's pretty detrimental is the Steen one. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with that, especially because he's kind of a leader in the group, right? Older guy. He's been there his whole career. Um, he's got no trade clause. So that's a little interesting. And then Allen is another guy that probably has to go. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think that this team is pretty set for the next like definitely contenders six years. Like I think they're gonna be you're gonna we're gonna see the Blues and for the next six years at least be up there and uh, in yeah. cup conversations until until we see like O'Reilly and Vlad start to like tail off, right? Yes, definitely. I'd say until then, yeah. Yeah, their core is definitely you know twenty seven, twenty eight range. So yeah, that's always a good sign. They're in a good spot yeah. for sure. Yeah, great spot. Does Jaden Schwartz, you know, he had a average season or below average season and an amazing Fantastic playoffs. Fantastic playoffs. Fantastic yeah. playoffs. Do you guys think he continues that in the next season or do you think he goes back to the same old? Uh, I hope I, so. I think he's a good I, player. My plan is to I trade him on my fantasy it. team. And <laughs> yeah, I need to trade him on my fantasy team uh, for some draft picks because I'm rebuilding. But um, so I hope he bounces back. I was uh, about to offer you an aging defenseman. So I. I uh, yeah. You're gonna offer me an aging defenseman for Schwartz? Oh, I don't think it's the same league we're talking about, but definitely not. Then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Well, that's the Blues. Um, let's hop into the Colorado Avalanche. Last team of the episode. The Avs 
we're, the we're pretty surprising the to themselves. We're going from the power. Well, they're a powerhouse. Is that what we're calling them now? Yeah, I, I, the power I, I'm not scared to call them a powerhouse. Yeah, <laughs> jeez. I just want to. I just want to. We said thank you to the St. Louis Blues, but I would like to, you know, show my deep, deep appreciation. Thank you, Colorado, for beating the yeah. Calgary fucking Flames. Oh, I was wondering where you're yes. going with that. I was like, where is he Thank going here? Yes. so much. God, they were so annoying throughout the season. And, you know, I'm glad I called their number and I said, no, they're not a real team. They're frauds. And, and the Avalanche exposed them to be the frauds that they were. Agreed. Zayn and I were all over that this playoffs. Where, what, what do we have? Do we have abs in five or abs in six? No, that was a different series. That was... That was a San Jose series, but we we've called it, and they they looked dominant, and they got way better. Okay, let's drink the Kool Aid here, boys. How long till they're in the Stanley Cup final? This Two years. Year. <laughs> this year, okay. Two years. This Two years. Season. If Bowen Byram can step up and be a contributor this season, they are in the Stanley Cup finals. If he can replace, uh, it's wow. going to be hard to replace Ooh, Tyson Berry, but if he can play well, he will solidify that defense core. And they will be, and Kale McCarr as well. Both of them need to play just as well. I know they're two rookies, and it's going to be hard to you know lean on them like that. But <clears> if they play well throughout the year, I could see them in the Stanley Cup Finals. Let's look at this juicy lineup for next season, okay? Yeah, their forward, their forward group is Olanis Cogmakinen, Rantanen, Tyson Jost, Nazem Kadri, Burkowski, Donskoy, Comfer, Wilson, Calvert, Edward Belmar, Nieto. Now, that is subject to some change. Like, I don't know, um, I don't really know what, like, Martin Kout is a guy that might be able to step in and help on, like, the third line if he has a good camp. I don't really know what uh, their plans are for him. He's also, you know, I, I he could go to the AHL and play a season or two there and just develop some more. But, uh, you know, if he's ready, he's ready. So, they had a great draft this year. They drafted a guy named Alex Newhook, and we just mentioned Bowen Byram. So those are two fantastic players in their system that also address needs for them. Center depth, well, center depth not so much anymore after the the Kadri trade, but um, you know it does it, it never hurts to have centers in your system. And then Bowen Byram, who we just talked about, no. could step in. So that leads me to the defense group, which is Samuel Gerard, Eric Johnson, Nikita Zadorov, Kemakar. Kemiko and Callie Rosen, and then I don't really know is is Ian Cole hurt right now? What's going on with Ian Cole? Does anybody know? He's on the IR for uh, them right now, and I couldn't find what his injury I, was. Yes, yeah, sure, I didn't actually. know he was hurt. Secret injury, undisclosed. <laughs> Secret injury, yeah. Just uh, maybe he's not hurt. I literally just I checked yesterday, and it's he's hurt. He's not on IR on here. Yeah, he's not. Okay, well, t- I take it back then. Yeah, so. Um, Left side is probably more like Gerard, Ian Cole, McCarr, and then Zid- Zidorov, Kai Rosen, whoever they put on the right side there. So. Oh, no. Um, Ian, okay. I have the article here. Ian Cole had surgery on both of his hips. So. Oh, LTIR. God. Okay. Wow. Yeah, I, I see. I knew there was something. I I, I read something. So he's, uh, is, is he coming back? Like, what's, what's, That's what's a the big surgery? Uh, he will not be returning until December. So he will definitely be on LTR to start the season. Okay. 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 And not be the same defenseman, most likely. Most likely. Okay. But it's well, all right. They have Byram. Bowen Byram. They, they have they're, enough they're depth for it. Doesn't they, matter. Yeah. Yeah. Bowen Byram. Yeah. 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 They're going to be all right. <laughs> um, 
we didn't even mention the name Connor Timmons either in there. I mean, I don't know what's going on with him with his head. He's been battling concussion problems, but he was a really highly touted defenseman for yeah. a while there. So they have another guy named Ryan Graves on the left side who um, played a couple games. He's been decent, but their young core there on defense is probably one of the best young core like defensive groups we've seen in a long time. So uh, they're pretty terrifying. Yeah, they'll, they're a future, you know, old Nashville Predator team. That, you know, the, the Preds teams that had Weber, uh, Suter, Yossi. And, but, like, like, different. Like, pure offense, not defense. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Pure <laughs> offense. Yeah, sorry. I, meant, I yeah. meant, like, the star power that Nashville had oh, on defense. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah know, okay. We're going to see that same thing in Colorado in a, in a different way. Yeah, that's going to yeah. be scary. And especially with their big guns up front, once they lock down Miko Rantanen, like, oh. Well, I kind of want to talk about oh, yeah. their their oh, goaltending because yeah. this is the one problem I see with the Avs moving forward is like I'm not confident in their goaltending and I don't see a lot of solutions um, within yeah. the system. Even in terms of their backup goaltender, they have Pavel Franku signed as the only other goalie to an NHL contract uh, and then Philip Grubauer. So Grubauer kind of played well in the playoffs, but this year it's kind of put up or shut up for them, right? Like, if he doesn't play well this year, this team is not going to be good, I don't think. They'll um, be they'll be good, not as good as they need to be, but I think no really? matter what, they're making the playoffs this team, yeah. Their problem this past year was depth scoring. I know they had Varlamov in net, which helped a lot, but, you know, their problem this past year was depth scoring, and that's, you know... So you think Solved. they'll just be able to outscore all their problems this year? Not not all of them, because if they don't have any goaltending, they won't go far in the playoffs. But if he's yeah. just if he has like a nine thirteen, they're going to be just fine. Yeah, agreed. Nine thirteen. Okay. Well, let's talk about some guys that have to resign this year because there's a pretty big name among them. Uh, there's Vladislav Kamenev and the big name no, Mikko Rantanen. I was going to say that was not the big name. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, saved it. I saved it. Best for last. Oh uh, yeah. Best yeah. for last, Miko Ranson. What's he making this year? What, what, what's there's, there's uh, some, been some debate. RFA, no arbitration, which would matter really anyway. Uh, no offer sheet, so eight and a half. Probably That's my number. Yeah. eight and a half. Probably, I love that number. Eight and a half. <laughs> no, honestly, dry settle special. Yeah, I could see him making dry settle. That's exactly why I said eight and a half because of because of dry settle. He's a that similar player, player, yeah. That was the comparison I was going to make because he's kind of the second fiddle to. McDavid, who is the second fiddle to, or Branson's the second fiddle to McKinnon, There's which I don't. Words, yeah. man. McDavid's the yeah, second sorry. fiddle to who now? No, I said. I know, I know what you said. I'm just did I fix? I fixed myself, right? Yeah, yeah I'm you're good. good. You're good. Okay, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> um, scared him. Scared him. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Zane. You're gonna say them. Go ahead. Is Nathan McKinnon the second best player in the world? <laughs> oh. Why do you do this? We just had this conversation. <laughs> Didn't we have this debate in the playoffs? We were talking. Yeah, we were talking. I'm pretty about sure that. we had this debate. Yeah. Like, no. Uh, I, was I, know, like, no. I know. I know. I'm saying no. I'm wondering what you guys. Said. He was all on the Sidney Crosby the playoffs. Trail. Yeah. Has it? Yeah. Well, I'm still. Yeah. Alive, but it's a he's the change. second best player. <laughs> you think? He is I, too? I think he's. I think he's. I think it goes McDavid and then yeah McKinnon. It's definitely wow. a conversation. And that's why I'm asking. It's definitely a conversation, but I don't think he's there yet, but it's definitely... No Matthews? Just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. That's a complete joke. No. God, no. Okay, let's go to... I, I, I do... Th- I think it's Crosby second. I'm sorry. I, I don't think you can... Okay, oh, after last year, yes, I'll still go Crosby second. 
this year might be the year then he overtakes him. Like this is the year I think he probably does it. Yeah, agreed. You're talking if we're talking pure like put my team on the back offensive powerhouse dynamo. It's McKinnon. If we're talking like complete player, it's Crosby. Yeah. Right. Yep. Agreed. Like it's it's hard to especially because last year they got swept by the Islanders. It's so crazy. Like the second Matt Duchesne left, it was like the next game. I don't know <laughs> yeah, if it was it the was. next game. Yeah. It kind of was, though. No, you're right. It kind of was. It, was. it was right after he left. Nathan McKinnon just showed up. Wasn't it Wasn't it when McKin- when Duchesne left, they put the trio up together of Lannis, Kyle, McKinnon, and Ranson, and then it just blew up from there? Oh, maybe Isn't that, that was happened? it. Maybe they put the line together and, and that Maybe exploded. it is McKinnon. Maybe it's Ranson. Maybe maybe McKinnon is the second fill to Ranson. I don't know. I'm a big I'm a big oh Ranson fan. Yeah. Oh boy. But uh like th- this is why there's some questions, right? With with Crosby it's like no, we know that he's he's Cindy Crosby. With McKinnon, he kind of just started to do it like recently, right? So it's there's a little bit more you're, you're hesitant to be like yeah, 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 he's he's number 2. Um yeah. oh, he hasn't yeah. won anything. So that's that's another um he's very young though. Very young. Yeah, 23 and he's only making 6.3 for the next mm-hmm. uh 4 years. Who like, that contract window. That is Jesus, their window. That was, yeah, yeah. Um, well, especially because you got you're gonna be paying ransom here. Uh, Landis Cog only has two years left, and then he's gonna be due for a raise, right? So, um, but like I said, they have some young guys coming to to help, um, and they also they also are incredibly young, uh, oh. and the cap is only going up. They also have 16.4 million in cap space, which helps a lot. So, you know, they pay ransom eight eight anywhere between eight and nine. I think is fine. Um, if you get over nine, it's a little scary for me, but anything between eight and nine is fine. Um, that will still leaves like between, uh, six and seven, right? <clears throat> six or seven. No. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then they're, they can address some other areas, right? Uh, I think they're gonna need a back goalie. Yep. Um, maybe even a starting goalie. Uh, if he, if he struggles. Yeah. If he struggles. Uh, I, I think he'll be fine. Like I like Grubauer, but, uh. I don't know, man. Sometimes he's a very, like, he's always been kind of streaky where he goes on these streaks yeah. where he, um, which in a starter you kind of don't want, right? Even last year, he kind of... Um, he didn't start off super super hot. No, he he, he's, he started off, like, pretty pretty ass. He was, like... And then Varlamov was started off super hot. That was kind of the thing. Yeah. And then halfway through the season, it just completely swapped. Like, yeah. Varlamov was terrible, and then they just... Leaned on Grubauer enough where he finally just figured it out, right? Which is his kind no, of... his numbers are good though every year. Like he ends up with good numbers. Well, yeah, he's he also has played on incredibly good teams in That's Washington, true. right? That's so, true. But what I was gonna say is, um, I don't think enough teams have patience with goalies. Where sometimes it takes a while for um, a guy to figure it out, and. Sometimes the goalie just needs to know that he's the guy. Like you look at Grubauer, right? Yeah, he yeah. even when he was in um, Washington, he had you know they they told him he was starting in um, the playoffs. Uh, he played, had had a bad game, and then instantly Holpe, right? Yeah, or literally one bad was, game. Yeah, and then he goes to Colorado and he's got that shadow over him again. He's got Verlamov there, right? And Maybe this is a guy where he just needs to know that he he's the guy, right? Like he just needs to know, you know what? This is my net. If I have a bad game, it's okay. Because we were, we were talking about that with with Soros, right? 
that mental mm-hmm. aspect of the game where if you have that guy who's capable over your shoulder, it can really affect you and it can be hard to play, right? Because Definitely. you know, as soon as you mess up, have a bad game, let in some bad goals, you've just lost your net. And then you have to wait for the other guy to have a bad game, which might be never, right? Like you don't right. know. Yeah. That good points. So, um, you know, I think Grubauer this year, it's his net. There's no questions about it. I think that's going to really help him um, be more consistent. And I think he'll take a step forward this year. So I have the Avalanche as one of the scariest teams in the NHL this year as well. I think they're going to be, like, I don't think they're going to be a wildcard team this year. I think they, they get a division spot. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. You guys agree could with that? Yeah, cup okay. final. I, I wouldn't go that far. I think you're, you're, I think you're, they you're could. sipping that I, Kool-Aid. It's a little bit ahead, but I think they could. He's like, sipping the Kool-Aid a little come hard. On, but... Have you guys seen the refs? Like the Sharks made the conference finals this year. Anything can happen. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> That's it's a zinger, Zane. That That's is a zinger, absolutely. Yep, right across the bow. Okay. Um Well, I mean, is there anything else to talk about with this team? Like what what kind of we talked about backup goalie. Um they kind of addressed their need. They, for depth, right? Yeah, they have taken care of a lot of issues, and they have so many of these young guys starting, and they're going to play. Like, they don't have so, a lot to fix. A guy I look at is Sam Girard on this team, as a guy they're going to need to, who's going to need to take a step forward. Well, do you he, think he will? Oh yeah. No what doubt. do you think his um, his potential is for points wise this year? Fifty, fifty-five. Oh, mama, really? You think yeah. So? Oh, I think he's a good player. I I like oh, Sam Girard. Yeah. That's exciting for me. He's my fantasy team. So. Oh yeah, I without without Barry, man, like yeah, he's he's gonna, he's gonna get all the like he's gonna get all this chances that Barry had. He's gonna have all well, this. Is it gonna be him or is it gonna be McCarr to get those? Chances? It'll be him to start, and he's gonna do well. Like he had twenty seven points last year, and that was his what second full year second, in the NHL. This is his third year. So, so he had a seven point jump. I could see, and now he's gonna have more opportunity no matter what. Even if it's Makar that steps in and takes, he's gonna have more opportunity no matter what without without Barry. Like he's probably pushing fifty points. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably not wrong. Zane. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be tough, but yeah, I could see it happening for sure. I, I would put more realist like. I would say anywhere between 35 and 45 in that range. I don't know if 50, that's... I'm going big. I'm going, he's pushing pushing 50, so he might be a little under, but he's pushing. We'll put you on record for 50. We're going to put you on record for 50, and we're going to check back, okay? That's... Fuck it. Let's do it. I'm on. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Uh, all right, well, I, I don't really have anything else to say about this team. This team is young. They're going to be They're so fast. fun to They're watch for so super long. fast. Oh, I'm so excited. They're skilled, offensive... And the GM looks like he's finally figured out how this GM thing works. So that's <laughs> they are dangerous. So that's yeah. Uh, any, you, any any closing comments, guys? I really wish that you know. I wish this was the Edmonton Oilers. Like this is everything <laughs> that I wanted the Edmonton Oilers to be, and and they're not. So you guys are lucky, Colorado, and, and absolutely. Uh, I hope Enjoy you guys it. win because I'll be rooting for you guys when uh, you guys are in and we're out. Absolutely, my my girlfriend's from Colorado, so I got some. I got a little bit of a reason to cheer for, so I, I'm gonna use that and run with it. I was just gonna say, next time on the podcast, Zane wishes the Oilers were like another team. <laughs> what team can we compare to? Not next week, but Basically, two weeks. I guess when almost we're back. any other team. <laughs> <laughs> but you have McDavid. Yeah, we that's true. We have McDavid, and I wouldn't trade him for anything. So, well. 
with that said, guys, uh, I think we're gonna take we're gonna end the episode here. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. Um, give us a follow at Hockey Heaven Pod on Twitter. Uh, you know, check Reddit. We're gonna be posting these to Reddit. We want to hear all your criticism uh, in all the team threads. So you know, let us know what you guys think. Tweet at us all the all the good stuff. You know, we can take it. We're big boys. So <laughs> if you hate our take, you didn't like anything we said, uh, bring it on. I want to hear that stuff. Yeah, yeah. scream at us. So, it's fun. You know? It's fun to get in a little conversation, a little discussion about it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. So um, we're not sure what the plan is going to be for next week. Uh, we might be taking a week off here because these guys are going away. So if there's another episode country, next sorry. week, stay tuned. We'll, we will give you an update. And there will be an episode soon right after the following week. So part two of the Central Division will be either next week or the early the week after. So within the next... Uh, 10 10 to 12 days i would say so with that said thanks guys for the all the support and thanks for listening see ya